Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart, Hear Me See Me podcast. And today um, I've, got a, I've got a guy I've never met before, I've never spoken before, but I feel like I really know him. Um, we've connected on a on a level uh, on Instagram, uh, the weird thing that happens sometimes. Um, a good friend of mine, I first noticed him, a good friend of mine, Scroobius Pitt, we've done a wonderful uh, image of him. And uh, it, it you know, blew me away. And I started looking at the rest of his work, and his work's absolutely stunning. Um, he, he does a lot of the female form, but there's a lot of soul behind it that uh, always seems to, I don't know, just resonates with me. I'm not, I'm not a, a critic or anything, but I just love what he does. Uh, today I'm talking to the wonderful Dara Lynch. How are you doing, sir? Morning. Morning, Stuart. How are you? Thanks. Yeah, I'm good. How are you coping? Uh, it's no, no difference than any other day. It's you know, 90% of the time alone. Yeah. Painting outside. No social interaction, so it's business as usual. So interestingly, you're like we've got Ireland been in lockdown. Uh, is it something that you, as your general lifestyle, it's not as impactful as maybe some other people? Um, yes. Uh, well, in the aspect I don't go to pubs. Um, mm. if, I, if I was to socialize with someone, I'd rather have a coffee and sit down and chat with them somewhere. But again, I've moved to West Cork. Everybody I know is, is further afield. So in that aspect, the lockdown hasn't been good because we have been locked to counties. Right. So, you know, my family, my folks are four hours away, our friends at that kind of distance. So, Oh, right. Yeah. That's the only impact it's been. It's not been able to go see my folks. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've been lucky. We've just we've just this week come out of lockdown. and uh, But I'm lucky that my mum's 83 and we, she, she lives a short drive away and my sister lives in the next road to her. So uh, she's not been left without anyone. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I get you. That is, that is been the hard, but the first time round, it was very difficult. Um, we used to have to go and visit her in the, sit in the garden, you know, and then she'd give yeah. me this little, she used to break me up because as I'm leaving, she'd give me this little, like, little heart sign you know, like out the window. <laughs> and you, you, you don't think of them as old and vulnerable until you see things like that, do you? Yeah, I, I don't think of my folks as old or vulnerable at all. But yeah, I get you. I, I've seen them, I, I'd say maybe 10 days in this t- entire year, 2020, since oh. March. And uh, I haven't hoped them yet. And it's, we're, we're very hunky people. 
Yeah. I spent Liam and saw my folks. And it's just strange not to be able to contact, you know, hug them. You, you yeah. see them and when you're leaving, it feels like you're unfinished business. You're like, I'll just go there, will I? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, a bit standoffish. Are you? Uh, so take me back. So you said about your folks and that. Take me back to like when you're a young man. What was life like for you as a young man? Um, I, I in my eyes, I had a blissful childhood growing up. You know, my parents have just always been so supportive. The most loving people I know. Uh, they they nurtured art, nurtured fishing again. I think my dad said when I was about three, I just out of the blue went, "I want to go fishing." And he had to go buy a fishing rod. And, get that side of it. So I just had a great childhood growing up in Dublin. Yeah. Oh, it was in Dublin, was it? Yeah, I'm from Dublin. I, oh, moved, to, I moved to Mayo about uh, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Intended to move there for about six months and I stayed there for a decade. So. All oh, right. <laughs> Has, uh, so what was, what, what sort of drew you? So your parents had a, an affinity with art, did they? Yeah. Again, they've always been quite creative with it. You know, bring us to the National Gallery a lot uh, yeah. as, as kids. Um, but then an awful lot of the outdoors, they bring us, we have a place called St. Anne's Park, which is on the north side of Dublin. We have uh, the Bull Wall, Dudley Mount, so that's the beach. So that's the way they've, uh, they've nurtured that in me. And maybe that's where it's come from. My love of the beach, art. Um, yeah, there's always art supplies around. You want to draw, you want to create. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my folks. Hey. It's a beautiful part of the world as well, isn't it? It's very inspirational, right? I love Dublin, yeah. I mean, you can go into the Dublin city centre and be guaranteed to meet someone you know. Yeah. It's not a huge city, but it, it's a very, it's a welcome city. Um, have you been further outside of the city or have you gone to the what, countryside? Or? When I mainly, like, when, when I go to do haircuts from us, it is all around Dublin because we work from the Capuchin Day Centre and the wonderful brother Kevin, so... He's yeah. man. Oh, it it just it it's, it's just makes me feel so humble, like because you you think you're trying to do your best, and then you meet someone like him, and you just feel you fall so far short, you know, like of, of your potential as a human being, uh, which is not he, he, he doesn't even make you he doesn't do that on purpose. Yeah, it's, just, it's just such a wonderful person, you know. Uh, but yeah, I've been uh, years and years ago. I've been uh, more southern Ireland. I've um, got family in uh, Carrick, next to Waterford, near Waterford, Carrick on shore. And um, uh, it's funny because that sort of I've got a bit of a two lives going on because I'm sort of 14 years sober. So the early part of my life is different to this one. <laughs> and and the early part, I man, I fitted very well with life in Carrick, you know, like it was the pubs and the, you know. Social, yeah, yeah, they, they do have that. So, so, so welcoming and social. And and we went back last last year to uh, my brother-in-law's had a, a birthday out there. And um, the... the they make they make you so welcome, you know. Like it, it, everyone's around the house, they have a big fry in the morning, and yeah. it's just people everywhere. It's just stunning. When um, you go to a bar or somewhere, it, there's no strangers; they're just friends you haven't met yet. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And uh, the people of Dublin as well, you know. Like when I've been there, that they've. They've shown such character. I mean, people in, you know, I get to meet the people in in sort of very, very poor circumstances or, you know, unlucky circumstances. And 
but they've got such pride, you know, and such camaraderie. You know, there's a real strength in the in the Irish or, and the Dublin uh, culture. It's very impressive. Yeah, uh, something we pride ourselves on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, explain your your work to me. So, where did you? What what would have been your your first sort of? How would your work been? Because I'm not. I haven't gone a long way back. What was your? Yeah. How did your eyes go back? Don't go too far back. Uh, so <laughs> self taught. Um, right. I did a one year course in uh, animation drawing studies, which would basically teach you how to draw. You think you can draw beforehand, and then you go, "Oh no, I can't." Yeah. And um, you do that after the year with the anticipation of going into animation. But I started training in the animation that just wasn't for me, so I left. So the yeah. painting aspect of it is all self taught. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I began with the the training on it. Yeah, uh, I've always just painted, but I've had, you know, what, what we call conventional jobs, what people, a lot of people call real jobs, uh, along the way. And I went full time art in two thousand and eight when I got made redundant from a company. Yeah, uh, that's when I just threw it all in and began full time two thousand and eight. So, uh, yeah, it was. Um, what strikes me about your work um, is the real human part of it yeah I think that's what I, I try and convey I try and convey um, but just emotion uh, just a human condition you know I, I like trying to put the person's essence in it the little smiles <laughs> yeah it's well the two aspects are like the, the, the figurative work and the nudes I just love I love painting but I don't enjoy painting landscapes outdoors and skies and seas I just can't it doesn't do anything for me but I love the, I would like the landscape of the human form, you know, the curves, the creases, the realness. Though. I, I love the stretch marks and the, the hairs of people and just real humans. I, I don't want to airbrush and paint something fluffy. I just want to try and capture what it is to be human, I guess. It, it, it comes across because whenever you see it, as you say, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a pretty picture. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty image and the beauty, um, yeah. but um, it's it's so deep a lot of it that um, it conjures an emotion. I think that's the thing. What I find when I look at it, um, I think as well, you you must have only because I can recognise it. You must have a dark side here. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I, I get this photos of my childhood. I guess I'm quite solemn. And, and not not morose, but I do have a dark kind of yeah, but dark humor and a dark kind of this in that side of things, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because I've done, that. you've done that. You've done that portrait and the, of the one where you've there's like different images of you, like almost like battling yourself. Yeah, it's, I think we all have those battles. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I try to convey more than just like you said. I don't want to just paint pretty pictures. I'm, I'm trying to capture things. But without giving too much away of yourself, uh, I still try and pull some of that back. Yeah. But I think it's my job as an artist, you know, to just paint things as they are. Um, you know, people's emotions and both their masks and the real person. But it's the real person I prefer to try and get. Yeah. Um, like back to the painting you referred to about Pip. That's, uh, it was great to meet him. It was just, it was one of the first um, 
known folk for me to paint in that just contacted me straight back. You know, he used to have his email in his MySpace or yeah, yeah. his email and email to write back. But that one that has, it's called Quill and Coil. It's got the microphone coil for the spoken word music and the, the, the quill for the writing and the, you know, the word smithery. Yeah. The word smithery is a word. So that's, I'm trying to get those elements of people into the paintings for whatever actually people on the head with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a subtlety about it. Yeah. Yeah. What drew you to Pitt then? What what did you approach him? Yeah, I just um, I knew from someone that his music they such shown to me, and then I learned of him from that. I just he seemed like an interesting character. It's decent people that I'm drawn to, you know, the kind of way honest, hardworking, nice folks. I'm not into uh, star hugging. I don't want to go chasing the light with this day. People, I'm not trying to get on the coattails of anyone. If I'm painting someone that's well known, it's because they're civic minded, they're you know, nice humans. Yeah. Or if they're just everyday people, I do love just painting everyday people. Um, when I lived in Galway, I had a studio for life drawing. So I could try and life draw each week because you get super rusty, it's you know, you have to practice. And I rarely worked with trained and professional models, it's just everyday people off. I just put a message up who I suppose. But people have never posed, never been naked or nude in front of a stranger. And I'm just sitting there like, let's draw. We just talk. And, yeah, they just get, they forget they're sitting there like that. It's, it's quite a natural thing. You're just talking. You're learning about the person, drawing away and chatting. And some of that goes into it. And you can see the poses change from the kind of confined ones at the start. And then they're just more relaxed and comfortable. They're just themselves. You know, they're not hiding the, the creases of flesh. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I can, yeah. That- that you must there, there must be a point where you see it tip where they go from tense yeah. to relax. There can be a lot of there could be a lot of sort of back poses and you know, closed off bodies and then they're just like you know, arms playing and yeah. chatting away. Yeah. And just they actually enjoy the experience, I hope. But you know, yeah. And then I, I, I gain from it because I can get to create to my work. So Yeah. Um how is so with early this year, obviously um, everything closed down. Uh, have, you, have you found it a struggle, you know, like financially with that? Has it been, a, a, has it affected you? Financially, no. Because um, I'm filthy, filthy rich from being an artist. Good man. <laughs> no, I don't make a living, I make an existence. But I live, frug- no, I live frugally anyway. The biggest impact has been actually, I haven't been able to work with uh, people. I haven't made any ah. photo shoots for paintings. I uh, haven't, certainly haven't done any life drawing and stuff, but it's the, fo- I used to do an awful lot of photo shoots and then I'd kind of have them and I could work off them for, you know, do some drawings and some preps and maybe do a big painting. But I've had no one to work with. All right. Um, my, my, my fiance is here, but, you know, we, we've done some drawings and some works together. But I, as I said, I like to work with new people all the time instead of just an insight into new people's lives. Yeah. So that's something I've missed. But that's been the greatest impact. Financially, my sales have always got to be kind of the same. Like my, my bread and butter is a smaller end of the market with uh, drawings, portraits, family portraits, uh, gift portraits, and they'll keep my utilities paid. And I don't, you know, I don't drink. I don't have any crazy vices, so I have nothing to spend money on otherwise. Yeah. So nice within your means. <laughs> Took me a long time to get like that. <laughs> It's not, it's not easier though, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I find if I have more money, I am less inclined to work. I'm less inspired to create or to, to uh, start trying to shill portraits, shill prints. You know, I get lazy and complacent because I'm like, oh, the bills are paid. Now, I'm still painting my larger paintings, but I'm not making the, the day-to-days yeah. that can dry up, you know, in a second. Yeah. Yeah, people think paintings might be expensive, but the hundreds and hundreds of hours put into that work, and then if you say it sells for three or 4,000, you might not make another sale for six or eight months of that. So you kind of have to, when it comes in, just pretend it doesn't exist. But most of my, my income is, you know, my portraits are 150 to 200 for the watercolor portraits of the drawings. That's my day-to-days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's generally the, the thing of humans, as human beings, that the we never really see the full picture. Oh, that's, oh, sorry about the pun, but you never see the full, the full thing of it, the story of it, because... I see because I love fighting. I love, I love, um, I'm too old to physically do it, but I like watching fighting now. And uh, I, people just go, oh, they've earned all that money, like for you know, half an hour's work, (laughs) or if it's a quick finish, you know. But it's three months training camp, there's three months about their family, there's three months of really starving, and then when they cut weight, so there's all of them things, yeah, you know. And I've been in a sauna with some fighters when they're cutting weight, and it's it's painful to watch, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. It's people ask you how long a painting takes, and you can say. It might take a few weeks, but realistically, it's taken me 40 years. Well, uh, yeah. 30 years and 40 now, so maybe I start drawing one at yeah. 10. <laughs> That's how long it's taken. It's not, oh, yeah, I just lashed this together, you know. If you can just lash it together, it's because you've put in the hours and you, you can, you've learned, you, you've honed your style, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you, if you did, the, 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 the amount of soul that's in your work, it wouldn't be there, would it, if he was just lashing it out? I think you, you can't fake that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've tried. Like I've tried doing. Um, I've tried doing. I, there was a time I did landscapes and sell them through a bistro. There were local scenes, so they that in itself has the element where it would resonate with me. You know, it's where I grew up. I remember hanging out there with friends and uh, sitting there in the summer. But if someone just says to me, you know, can you paint this landscape down here? It just kind of leaves me cold. And then I feel like I'm dialing it in and then I feel like a fraud. And then I beat myself up a little bit. So, <laughs> it's mad. All that stuff that we do to ourselves, you know. Isn't it? We overthink and analyze. We could just look, visualize and create it. But like, no, no, this has no meaning to me. So I, I can't do this. Yeah. So. I, but at I, the end I, of the day, you do it, you know. Yeah. I had a bad night yesterday. Uh, I, last night, I said, right, the night before, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. And then that that was it. That was like, I was still awake at half six. And I, I was having to get up then. And uh, Just all, overthinking. Oh, yeah. All of this stuff was so, like, crucially important at 3 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock and 5. Mm-hmm. But then you wake up and you think, I don't even really know what I've been thinking about. You know, like, what is this thing in our head? <laughs> I don't that know. That to us. But I'll do it for positive things as well, because if I decide I'm going kayaking, you know, taking a mental health day and just going to go kayak the next day, I'll lie in bed for hours thinking, okay, I have this rod and this rod, and I'm going to put this rig on this rod and this one on this, and I'll have these, and I'll... But I get there, and it's gold goes out the window. You don't do any of this. So yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, it's equally the other way. I, I stay up late anyway. Um, so if I try and go to bed, I will lie there overthinking. Yeah. So I prefer to paint all night and then when I'm fall dead tired, I go to bed. Yeah. And I'm gone. Yeah. So sleep with a righteous. Are you, um, so that's interesting what you said because you said when I take a mental health day. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's important. Like we, I, I work hard. I work long hours, you know. Um, I'll get up to the crack of 11 or 12, usually. But I'll paint till 7 or 8 in the morning. Right. So uh, and tr- during the day, though, there's an awful lot of there's admin, and, you know, you have to go do this. There's housework. There's responsibilities of being a human being in society, you know, interactions. But then when I get in the studio properly, so maybe 8 or 9, I'm just in there. Yeah. And that's when I, you know, I work, work, work. Um, so then when it comes to mental health days I don't feel guilty then if I decide right the weather forecast tomorrow is a nice window I'm going to just take the day go out yeah uh, it's important it's Otherwise, important. I think that's a language is really important to me um, and I think a lot of people could learn from that uh, because you're not saying I'm going to put today off I'll put no, today yeah. off day that's no, not awesome. Really, bad. I don't like days off, and you know, I, I don't view it that way. It is. It's going out there, and I'm going to the outdoors. If it's just even just a walk, it doesn't have to be fishing or kayaking or just to get out, sit in the shoreline, yeah, look for um, like these little mermaids' purses. You know, these little uh, they're shark cases, egg cases. Oh yeah, just collect them up and you know, just just get out in the shoreline, walk the shoreline, look in there. And if you're put a focus on something like that, it's kind of like meditation. You're walking the seaweed line. And you're spotting for interesting things. You're not up here torturing yourself, you know. Yeah. So yeah, mental health definitely. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's really. I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm definitely, you know, like I'm going to book mental health days off. Now I said off. I still have. I still said off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, well, it is. It is. But it's important. It's it's uh, nurturing that part of it because. If 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 you stay indoors constantly, you'll just give, drive yourself mad. Yeah. Um, or if, if you're cutting every day and, and you're doing great work, but it's going to start. You know, it takes a little so much of you. I'm sure that you'll just give burn out. You know, you just be like, oh, I don't want to see people today. Or yeah. So you, you do need that time. Um, and again, that's all the things I do are focus based. I suppose with me in that, if I'm looking in the rock pools, I'm not thinking of you know. I have to do this, I have to do my returns, I have to send those emails. You know, if I'm standing watching a rod tip in the, in the pitch black at 10 o'clock at night, I'm just watching this little neon light, just the anticipation of it moving, and that's all I'm focused on. So, yeah. And I come home, and Gina is just like, you're so different when you come back. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. And then, then, then the solemn dire comes back. Uh, do, you think you're, do you think you're easy to live with? Uh, I think so. Um, I can be not not short tempered. I'm not throwing fits and stuff, but I can be quite snappy because I'm, again, I'll be thinking of something. I, I right. think that that is one of my flaws, I guess. But no, I am. I mean, I love to cook. I love to wash the dishes. Yeah. Uh, again, maybe the dishes. You know, I'm looking. I'm just washing this, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. thinking. But uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I'll email her later and ask her. <laughs> she'd be like, "Nice no, prick." <laughs> yeah, she'd say, "Yeah, what a prick he is." 
<laughs> I get that because of the work I do. Uh, I sometimes get it's very nice, but uh, it, I, I get this sort of public praise sometimes. And my kids like, uh, do they know you? <laughs> Gina's at you the exact same time. <laughs> I think Gina has actually said the exact thing about me, like, who are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's not yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what would you say uh, is sort of the, the main driving force for you um, to keep working? Yeah. What? Um, because we're all just dust in the wind and we're spinning out of time on this existential you know time is not slowing down we're spinning to the grave so I just want to leave my footprints in the sand no it's um, I just I'm just always driven to create and that's I I always think there's not enough hours not enough things I want to get done Um, I do question it sometimes when I get too deep and say what's the point like I'm sitting here or standing and pushing Colored dirt around, mixed with oil on something, making a picture of something that already exists, or you know, work based on. But that's me breaking everything down to the futile. That's like a chef saying, "Why would I make a nice meal when it's just sugar and, and flour and stuff?" Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. Uh, that's that's too much. Done. I go that way on it, but what drives me, I suppose, is I. I want to affect people. Like we, when I sorry, when I get back to that, I think what's the point of what I do? And, you know, what I realize what I do is the solace for people. Like the frontline workers could be out saving lives, doing important stuff. Surgeons could be self helping people and saving lives. And they're exhausted. And then they could go home and listen to the music that, you know, soothes and calms them. They can watch the movies or TV shows or what I do. They can look at the art that they bought and they love that painting and it could, could base, you know, bring them to a place that they used to be uh, you know, remind them of an old, an old lover or, or something like that. So I think I'm kind of that side of the solace. Um, I think that's all I can bring to the table. Yeah, it, it, I can really see that. I, that, um, and that's the thing of it. It's it's because of the emotions that your your work conjures. It 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 is something that keeps giving. Um, but that, I do, I do recognise that um, when you, yeah, that you question what you're doing. You know, I, I, I get that myself. When even with the homeless, well, yeah, I love what I do. I've been doing it a long time now. Uh, but every now and then, I just get overwhelmed by the. It's almost like a futility because you know, you're when you have like yesterday. I, I, I met a lady, and she had long, long hair, and she wanted it all cut in a bob. <laughs> And it was the worst time. I only had wet cut equipment. I didn't have any styling, and 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 I thought, oh no, I could do without this today. Yeah. But when I'd finished, she was beaming. I put a little picture of her face, and she was beaming. And it makes the hairs on my hands stand up because the the connection that I had with her. But that's when I realised it is worth doing. But yeah. sometimes in the general picture, I think what. What are we doing? Are we we're not we're scratching the surface. We can't we can't really make a difference. It's that you're torn all the time. You understand what I mean? Yeah, but the, the good thing is that you do strive then to to make that difference. You say, look, there must be something. I must be able to do something to help and you know move us all forward. 
just be mm-hmm. kind to people. Right? Yeah, I suppose that's the difference. Um, like that's what you're doing. You're not just giving a haircut. You're giving them a human touch. You're, you know, an interaction. Yeah, you're treating them like a human, not just someone sitting on the side of the path. You know, people are trying to ignore. You're actually going. You matter. You know. Yeah. So that's that's what you're doing. Um, and that's what I'd hope to do as well. Then I, you know, I'll uh, explain this way. A lot of people post to me they'll have body issues, as we all do. You know, we're like I'm not too comfortable getting my top off in front of people and stuff. But a lot of people afterwards will say that it helped them. Kind of, they found themselves looking beautiful in the images, but they just the entire experience it. Kind of, relieve them of any kind of tensions on that mm. and that makes me feel good in return then uh and it, it's, it quells that self-loathing for, for maybe half an hour <laughs> <laughs> ah, that um because i think yeah what it is in a way it's probably um it's probably a great antidote to the instagram culture that's developed which is really unhealthy yeah um well, we can all fall into the culture of content, content, content. You're, you're drawing away and you're like, oh, I need to, I need to, this drawing is turning out well, I'm going to have to throw this up, it's going to get loads of likes. And it veritably doesn't. Uh, but yeah, the culture of the, the airbrushing and everyone has to, you know, portray this great image. Of, no, just portray yourself as you are, right? Try and do the yeah. best. And I, that's much more sincere. And, and through that sincerity, you'll get you know, that, that interaction, the connection. Yeah. So, yeah, in that aspect. I, I saw uh, there was a documentary re- recently. I, I believe you might have even painted her. There's a, a, a girl called Jess. Is it? Yeah, Jess, Jess Megan. Megan, I think yeah. her name is. I'm not Megan, Megan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've done, they done, like, um, a body positivity um, documentary. It was fascinating, and it was so... Refreshing. I mean, I've got four daughters. I've got a son, four daughters, two grands, two granddaughters, <laughs> grandson. <laughs> so, like, I'm surrounded by women. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've, I've witnessed, uh, especially the, the younger ones, like the the effect of body consciousness has had on them because they're all they're all different. They're all different people. They're all different personalities, but they're all different physiques as well. You know, yes. and, and it's the response that one might get as opposed to the other one and, and the emphasis they put on that. So I think people like, when you when you work what you do, people like that, Jess, who does what she does and You're many others, yeah. it's, so, it's, so, it's so powerful but so needed at the moment. It really is. It's, it's, it is the antidote to it all. Um, like Jess... Is no holds barred. She's just like here I am, you know. Yeah, celebrating who the human is, and I, and she tells people that it's not just like look here I am and I'm happy and comfortable who I am. She's basically saying you are wonderful. You know, celebrate who you are. Don't be afraid of that. Don't care what they say about this. Don't worry about folds yeah. of skin and hair and stuff. So yeah, she, she's she's wonderful for that. And th- that whole movement as a whole is. Um, there's an awful lot of those. They're, they're, they transcend being influencers, even though they're influencing in that direction. They yeah. go to the level. It is the body positive, celebrating that and then moving away from the airbrushing. And, and even though we all do that, you know, touches of it, it's not 
our crutch. Like I do often wonder and almost lament uh, before internet. You know, you'd be going somewhere, you'd see something, and you just enjoy it. And then part of your mind goes, now nowadays it's all phones out. I'm guilty of myself. Like if I'm kayaking and a seal pops up next to you, I'm like, I have to film this instead of just enjoying the interaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that aspect of it as well. Um, I've um, I've been interested uh, to think as well. Um, like you said about different things about your work and aspects of that. Um, what what have you? What, what's your opinions and, and, and what is your feelings uh, about faith? What sort of faith have you got in this world? Uh, religious faith. Whatever. Uh, Any. No, I'm from the this, this school of, well, I was raised Catholic because in Ireland in the 80s, you had to be Catholic to get into a school. Yeah. Uh, but my folks don't have a religion. I, I don't. My, my religion is just be, be nice, you know, don't be an asshole. Um, I try and be as courteous and friendly and lovely to anyone, you know. And if you're an arsehole to me, I'll be an arsehole back. Yeah. But that's my faith. Um, yeah. I think if I had a faith, I'd be dreading the spinning clock and I'm worried about, you know, it's ticking down, I'm going to die. And oh shit, where am I going to go? And, you know, I, haven't, I just try and live day to day and be decent, I suppose, is my faith. Um, not be an arsehole. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not be as much of an arsehole. Um, yeah, like I, th- I think people are deep down. Most people are good, and I always try and see the good in people. Mm. Like even things that are going on in the states, the, the, the crapness of behaviour mm. of a lot of those those politicians. But then they go home, and they will be a loving granddad or grandmother. And I'm trying to think of that aspect of it because they are still humans. They may be deeply flawed by greed or whatever drives them. Yeah. But I try and think of the good in them. Otherwise, you'll just become, have this disdain for everybody. And then you'll become this kind of darker, grumblier person. So I guess that's my faith, you know, faith in humanity. Oh, no, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it fascinates me. I've, I've, um, I've looked at all different faiths and um, uh, people with a strong, uh, a strong faith interest me. Um, and then you meet someone like Brother Kevin, who you see, you can only see a positive in his faith and what he produces. Yeah. Um, but then I've met many, you know, I work across the spectrum because I've worked with Sikhs. On, you know, the homeless <laughs> calls brings everyone together because it's, it's um, everyday people wanting to do good. And, you know, so I, I see interesting aspects of all different faiths, but I think it all boils down to that, and it? It's having that faith in humanity. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what people believe in. And if that helps them be decent, that's great. Yeah. Um, it's when it goes the other way, when they use that to corrupt, you know, like the, 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 deep, the deeply religious zealots and they're like, oh, no, it says this. And, you know, yeah. it goes polar opposite to everything that the faith that they claim is theirs states. That's what I'm getting at. But uh, no, I, I agree with you on that. I love having deep theological conversations with people that have strong faith because it interests me. Yeah. But personally, I, I just don't believe in the, in the afters and stuff. I think we're just monkeys with anxiety and <laughs> it's all by chance. <laughs> I'm going to quote that one, which is monkeys with anxiety. 
or I stole it from somewhere. So. I don't care. Uh, it's, it's new to me anyway. Um, yeah, because it's, um, I think what it was, was um, your work, a lot of it, 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 it seems very uh, iconic, you know, like, uh, no, that, the iconic's the wrong word. Um, you know, you know, like it's got that religious aspect to it. Yeah, that's probably down to the lighting. It's quite like I use contrasting strong lighting, and that kind of makes the, the figures look that way. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's just all by chance, I think. Unless yeah. that's what you take from it, then I intended it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got that. Um, the the thing as well I find, and you said you're not classically trained yourself at all, but when like you you sometimes hone in on on areas of a certain image, uh, and it's the detail is so fine, you know. Uh, That's self taught. Well, I say self taught. I mean, I use YouTube tutorials for year, you know for years. Yeah. Before that, it was just trial and error because I didn't have YouTube. It was practice and practice and practice. What I've learned the details you get more f- finesse because. Years ago, I might have done a painting. It, you know, start the painting and do one pass. You know, one layer, one pass. You paint the painting. There, I'm done. But if you come back to it again, it's it's like anything in life. If you reappraise it and, and go, you know, look with it fresh eyes and go, well, I'll do this again. And you basically paint the same painting on top of itself six or eight or ten times. And each time, you're adding things you didn't see before. Little flecks of color, you know, dimples and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's, that's that level of it, it. It's why it's getting better. It's kind of hard to eradicate a lot of the internet. You, you spend hours on, you know, Google trying to get spiders to climb through random old websites you had when you were twenty. Going, how do I get this stuff off the internet? <laughs> but uh, to drive that, then I just try to paint better uh, for myself. But you know, you put that online and push the other stuff below. So hopefully, be left with just. Wait, is it is it sometimes difficult to then say that's enough? Is it? Yeah, you know, I, I never finish a painting. I just give up on it. You know, you kind of go, yeah, there. That's, that's what you've I was. You've had enough out of me. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. Well, I'll always have maybe six to ten paintings on the go. So you right. kind of jump back and forth them. And then there'll be, it is a lovely day, that last day when you, you know you're at the finish line. You're just using the time or you dab and you put little flecks and marks. And you yeah. stand back, but yeah. And then you come back the next day, and you just walk in the studio, and you see it, and you're like, oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that because then that happens. You go right. The next painting is going to be even better, and that drives you. Yeah. Um, I think if I got happy with all the work I did, I'd just sit back and, and just go stagnant. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's what drives me. I guess is to create something better, put more narrative, put more motion into it, which is something I'm guilty of not doing. Because of when I do photo shoots, again, no one showed me how to use the camera. I try to, you know, jiggery poke, figure it out. It's the way I shoot it. People are kind of are quite stagnant in the pose. I'd love to put more motion and people interacting, multi-figures. So, so that's my next goal after COVID is multiple people in my paintings. Yeah. Which require multiple shoots, which is more, you know, people's schedules, logistics. Yeah, good luck with that. That's gonna <laughs> gonna take a little while, isn't it? Well, I'm gonna, I think the first step is to shoot them outdoors. Yeah. So nighttime shoots, you know, on beaches with torches. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 
that's kind of how it worked. Um, yeah. Like, like the secret behind the Pip one actually is, it never met Pip. We met in a friend's gallery in Dublin. We went downstairs to a spray paint shop that was downstairs in the basement. Then we went into the closet, which is you know the storage closet, and I had a torch stuck on a mic stand hanging off the shelf. Sat Pip on the seat and we shot shot in there for maybe an hour, I think. Right. And then off we went. So I, I shoot shoot uh, just like I paint. You know, it's all just chance of my arm, I think. Yeah. Limitation leads to creation, they say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Another fine one. Um, so what? It's looking like. I mean, is it out of uh, lockdown over there now? Um, um, no, we're in from level five, which was within five kilometers of your abode, which works in the cities. But down here, it's right to drive seven kilometers just to get to the shop. <laughs> so, um, but now we're in sustainer counties until the eighteenth of December. Right. Then you can travel around Ireland. It's purely so they can placate people, so they can see family and stuff for Christmas, because then yeah, it probably pushes the numbers back up. But yeah, that, that's going to be the compact. They're still going to be uh, go out of county to other counties, but they don't want too many households mixing. I think it's two households can get one. Uh, the wet bars are still closed, but the rest gastro pubs and restaurants are open for inside dining now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, hopefully, um, uh, you know, if it runs its course, you know, by May, please God, next summer or you know what I mean, just yeah, just getting out there. But um, I, I, I would really love to come and see you one day. You know, like if I, if I'm in Ireland. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's you're always welcome to. You know, that's I, I, I would I love people visiting for short, short term. Uh, but, yeah, I won't overstay me welcome. <laughs> no, like old fish, isn't it? After two days, guests start to smell like old fish. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're always welcome to. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the, when I finally get back to Dublin, is what I'm saying, maybe I'll take an extra day on and, um, you know. Come. I, always get, I, love, I love the excuse to go to Dublin as well, though, equally. You know? All right. Well, come, come and see us at the, come and see us at the, uh, the centre. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it goes without saying. Um, but yeah, come and see us at the centre because you know if you love people, the people there, honestly. Yeah, I, I love the stories. Right. Stories you can get from people, and you know, look at people in the eyes. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You you you'd love you'd love some of the people there. They're just, um, and I think that's what I try and do. We get we sometimes get a bit of flack for taking pictures, um, and so my answer is to them that. A, we're very respectful. We make sure that they're 100% okay with having a picture taken. Yeah. Uh, but B, you'd be surprised how much they really relish the thought of being acknowledged and having their image taken. Uh, and then lastly, what I try and do is just get that look to camera so I can see into their eyes. That's exactly what I get. I don't get from what you're doing going, oh, look what we did. This person was all shaggy and, and you know, looking this way. We made we polished them up. Yeah. I see you going... Look at this human, and then we've given them love and care, and look at them. And you can see it in their faces after. It's the happiness. It's yeah, the joy of just the interaction. Oh, thanks for that. That's that. Oh, I, don't, I don't see you using it. Now, obviously, you need to promote it. 
you know, yeah. so you're doing that, that aspect of it, but it, I don't see you uh, using the people at all. That's yeah. the difference, I guess. Yeah, that's what we try and get across. Right, okay, my friend. Well, it's been fascinating talking to you. Um, to talk to you. I thought I feel like I now know the man behind the images a little bit. <laughs> you didn't give too mind. much away. <laughs> as much as my rambling mind, I've only got four hours sleep. So I'm, <laughs> I'm think back. What did I say? Yeah, don't worry. It'll be on YouTube forever. <laughs> I'm hopefully so. for eternity. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, mate. Um, and it's a hundred percent a date. As soon as uh, I can get back to Ireland, I'll be in touch and and we can hook up. I look forward to it. I really yeah. do. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised. It helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job. This is a calling. 